You're listening to 1590 Afterwards, a podcast on the Giggles Live Radio Network, the 1590 KVTA app, and everywhere else that you might find a podcast. So we're under a lot of pressure here. We've got a lot of people listening, Spence. Got a lot of people hopefully tuning into the topics we hit. Generally, it's stuff that's right in your face in the news that we like to do our take on, and we'd love to hear yours too. Right, absolutely. It's fun. So the first one we're going to do, and it's uh, one of my favorite things, is when you hear like a song for the first time mm-hmm. and then somebody covers it mm-hmm. and it's it's just oh they wrecked that song and people like they they owned it or something my favorite yeah. moment that this happened i was relatively young in radio and i was playing uh the kings where have all the good times gone mm-hmm. great song and it was covered by van halen many many years later so I rolled out the kinks, and some kid called me, and he said, who's doing the, they wrecked this Van Halen song, <laughs> and I said, dude, I hate to tell you this, but I'm going to drop it on you, this is a song from the 60s, <laughs> and they're like, what? So it's just funny how it gets planted in our heads, and what, music, well, you're, you're basically kind of R&B soul guy. Yeah, but I remember the pushback when uh, when Run DMC joined with Aerosmith for Walk This Way, and it was like, a, oh, man, those guys are ruining an Aerosmith song. I'm like, you mean Aerosmith? Because this is a joint venture here. This is a you know a collaboration that actually turned out pretty amazing. And who saved who is my big question that I'd like to ask, because I love using that one as an example. Run DMC reinvigorated Aerosmith mm. and pointed them to an audience who didn't know them. That's true. Run DMC is the hero in that song. Aerosmith wrote it. They're great. I've seen them in concert. They're A-plus fantastic. But during that time, when rap and different music was coming in, another one that was wonderful is when I was uh, in high school and Elton John uh, covered Lucy in the Sky, and this guy was, oh, John Lennon should kick his ass. John Lennon was on the record. So we always <laughs> like their buddies. I think yeah. there's uh, some sort of godfather thing going on there. So it's those things that are funny in music, but also funny in movies on who played what part. Oh, yeah, for sure. Indiana Jones. Okay. Who was the original cast? For the original person cast for Indiana Jones. The original person cast for, okay, I have to take a step back go to back. that era. When you were just an itty-bitty boy, probably. Let me go with... Come on, handsome feller. I want to say, is it Michael J. Fox? No. Okay, he wasn't really a movie star at that point. That was probably He'd probably be a little too young for Indiana Jones. Magnum P.I. Oh, Mr. Tom Selleck. Selleck. Wow. And the reason why he, he was in, he was the guy. The reason why he couldn't do it is they held him at Magnum P.I. and they wouldn't give him the time to go out and do it. Oh, bummer. And when people say, oh, I can't imagine, I think Selleck would have been great. He's a good actor. He's got a nice sense of humor. But people, when they get stuck in something, they can't believe anything else. Like when I tell the youngsters, uh, uh, who was the original Batman? Right. what? You know, it can't be. But he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny how people get stuck in that stuff. Yeah, everybody knows Adam West was the most brilliant Batman. And there's another great poll because it was done with a different take. You yeah. know, who did George Clooney, was there even a take there? Nothing against George. He's great. Uh, but was there a take there? Uh, the other Batman said it wasn't Affleck a Batman yeah, for Affleck a week. Yeah, Affleck was like a, a whispery, like. Hey, yeah, he tried to pull strange. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I really love Michael Keaton and Adam West. Because it was tongue in cheek, folks. Yeah, you know it was it was uh, it was just incredible. If you want some really solid laughs, 
watch the old Batman series. Those were good. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And those two were mega stars back then. They were so huge. Imagine the career trajectories of Harrison Ford and Tom Selleck. I mean, I think Ford would have been fine because the Star Wars thing was really like taking everybody into a different universe. Mm -hmm. But... uh, but Tom Selleck now he's got the he's got that show Blue Bloods which is Huge. really really good. It's yeah. really yeah. It's kind of I think on the conservative side as far mm-hmm. as things Hollywood uh, you know has green lit, and uh, I think that he has a voice that a lot of people find are important. There's a lot of people that I come across that are just think that that show is the greatest thing ever, and it kind of addresses some of the complex issues that law enforcement faces. And I think Yellowstone also kind of flipped it a little bit for people. Yeah. I haven't seen Yellowstone yet, but I have seen clips from it, and some of the clips I'm like, oh my, okay, they're addressing that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's it shows like that, that that do change it up a little bit. So I just thought it was funny. Coming up on Indiana Jones' fifth oh, wow. iteration, and how old is Harrison? Oh, man, he's got to be mid-70s? 80. Is he 80 he's now? 80 years old. Wow. He's still got the facility mentally, and I don't know what he's uh, whipping these days, uh, but that's he's 80 years old, and they're putting out this movie. So it's pretty pretty remarkable, you know, what can be done. So and he looks great. You still see him. I mean, he still pops up all over the place. He's still going to car shows. and I mean, you, you mm-hmm. just see it. He's around. And apparently at Santa Paula occasionally. Yeah. We talked about that, too. He shows up in his little aeroplane because he loves that airport. Just like just about every uh, unique flyer, the flyers of the other planes. There's no tower at uh, Santa Paula. It's, it's a cool place, and a lot of celebs do fly in there. What else is going on here? Just a ton of stuff we talked about this morning, spanning the globe once again. Pothole damage from, this is the Brits. Mm-hmm. Electric cars are messing up their roads oh. because they're, mu- they're like an average of seven to 800 pounds heavier. Oh. So the problem with a heavy car on the road, it messes up roads. Because the so, battery, huh? Yeah, the battery is oh. really heavy. You think engines are heavy? Yeah, they are. But the battery in an electric vehicle is a beast. You don't think of that because you see these little things moving around and they look like... Almost like the little uh, what were the what were the little Toyota? They look like golf carts. The well, I forget what they were called, but they, uh, my ex had one. It was the the little tiny one. But that's what they look like. They don't mm-hmm. look structurally like they're very much. But to think that they have probably more weight than my SUV, it's a little kind of terrifying. They are very very heavy. They were even talking about uh, the issue with EVs in cities that have old parking structures. Mm-hmm. That if you put 200, all of a sudden you say, wow, we've just changed the math significantly. There's an analysis on this, and it's called fourth power formula. It's used widely by highways, engineers, researchers to assess the damage caused to road services by heavier vehicles. It means that if weight on a vehicle's axle is doubled, it does 16 times the damage. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, that's a lot. So if a weight is doubled, it does 16 times damage. Nothing against the truckers. We love our truckers. That's how we get stuff. But it's just another thing to look at with the batteries. If you want to know how heavy batteries are when you change the battery in your car, if you ever do that, people don't do that as much anymore. Batteries are heavy. 
One of my favorite stories uh, I, I had one time I was walking out of Garrett Morris used to have a comedy club in Los Angeles called the Downtown Comedy Club. And me and Garrett were walking out of the comedy club. And as we're walking out, a guy, I was giving him a ride back to his apartment. A guy walks up to me with a battery in his hand. He goes, do you want to buy a battery cheap? And my response immediately, I just go, if it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett thought it was the greatest thing. That's funny because that, that is one of the evil old school. I was not involved in this, but a friend of mine was at a, I believe it was a, boy, it was at the Coliseum, so I don't know if it was a Rams game back then, uh, but it was a long time ago. He goes to his car, click, 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 oh. battery's dead. He stole the battery out of a car in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was not there. Yeah, he said, well, I just looked around, looked around, looked around. He lived, because batteries for people who have any kind of mechanic it's very easy yeah. thing they yeah. are heavy but you click clip and you got it out and back then they were probably like 10 bucks a piece yeah and he, he took he took the battery from another car wow. and drove away so it is funny is it mine yeah, i love it how is garrett uh he's still still going and he's uh he's i mean he's got to be 90s he's you know, older gentleman so yeah. he's still doing some appearances uh i don't know about now i mean this was over 10 years probably about mm -hmm. 10 years ago but um yeah and he was he had some really funny bits and he loved hosting and he bounced around he, he was fun i really like the guy for that era the original cast of saturday night live and we are recording this on the 28th mm -hmm. but today the 28th is gilda radner's birthday oh okay and if you want to see some insane comedy that this woman did, that was so good. She did, and I forget the character's name, but it was a girl that would be put in, a little girl would be put in her mm -hmm. room, mm -hmm. and she did something bad. And she She's in a say, giant rocking chair, right? And she would start saying, well, um, my sister's a real idiot. And yeah. she would start singing and dancing <laughs> and jumping around, and I really hate her. And it was so fluid. It was just so smart and so good. That woman, such a tragedy. She yeah. passed due to cancer. She was married to Gene Wilder. Think of that dinner table. Mm -hmm. My God. And that cast <laughs> back then, you know, people forget, like Jane Curtin, nobody mentions her. Right. She was sitcoms. She mm -hmm. did a lot of work after the show. But the original cast, Chevy Chase, did some movies. He was okay. A little bit of TV. He did all right. Yeah, he did some of that. Uh, that Ackroyd Feller. Yeah. He did a few with Belushi, mm -hmm. including music. You start going through Garrett Morris, uh, it definitely was in stuff and, and toured around. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray is like the uh, when I think right when Chevy left in the year and a half. Chevy wasn't there long. He, he left pretty quick. Yeah. And Bill Murray came in. But I'm trying to think of who I'm forgetting. But they introduced people like Andy Kaufman was uh, you know, generated out of SNL. That's right. It was really an amazing cast. There's quite a few people. In fact, Alec Baldwin, I think that's a lot of the SNL is kind of how he reinvigorated his career and started being seen more as like a goofball, funny mm -hmm. guy because he was just over and over and over well, again. Well, he, uh, he even admits it. He owes his career to Tina Fey yeah. in comedy because when she came up with 30 Rock, he was just perfect in that. Yeah. Some of the best casting ever. But it is funny to think of Gilda Radner. And when I looked back, Doing dances with Steve Martin and just, uh, you know, the old thing, she can dance, she can sing, she can do comedy. Kind of like a Lucille Ball level talent. Right. Well, and God bless her. I love that woman. What was your favorite Garrett Morris bit? Did you have any favorite Man, Garrett Morris it bits? It is so difficult to say. Mine was Chico Escuela. 
the yeah, went, baseball the, made very very good to me. Yeah, bad yeah. things about the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that that was that was great. But just the silly stuff when he did the the news for for the hard of hearing. Oh yeah, our tops just that, it was so silly, <laughs> so brilliant. And I think he did the one where they were auditioning in prison. Oh, I think so. Well, yeah. yeah, I want to kill all the white <laughs> yeah. people. And he just started doing that song. So good. Yeah, he was, and a standout in the cast because he was the only African American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a long time, then they got into the brilliance of Eddie Murphy and and some other wonderful people. But the thing about Saturday Night Live that I love is forever it generated greatness. And one of the eras that people looked down upon was. Probably the Chris Rock. How old were My you? My sweet spot. Yeah, oh, that would have been it. I love the Chris Farley. Farley you had Spade. Tina Fey. You had yeah. You had well, Tina Fey was a little bit later. Yeah, you had uh, Spade, Chris Farley, Phil Hartman. You had. Did Norm get into the the news then, or was he a little? Norm I'm not came, really sure where he came. Norm in. came just a little bit after that. At that point, Kevin Nealon was doing the news. Oh yeah. yeah. So we had Kevin Nealon. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was there at that time, but it was just a hit parade. It was every single person there ended up doing something. And I think some of the old fart uh, critics were saying, "Oh, it's not what it used to be." And we were watching it, and we were original watchers. And I'm saying this is the most brilliant cast I've ever seen in my life. I mean, think of Eddie Murphy doing Gumby, doing Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Was it Mr. Roberts? Yeah, Mr. Roberts, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Roberts' Neighborhood. And when Mr. T came in and just all of this, when he did the thing with Stevie Wonder, it's just brilliant. There, you were, know? there were two guys that kind of faded away completely after that, uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey that were on at the time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, where did they go? <laughs> yeah, did they have any hits? But these are the, uh, the times in comedy. So I always look at, again, when people say, you know, it's not like the old days. It is. It yeah. really is pretty good. I, I don't know the cast today. I just don't see it. But there was a lot of good ones. So going back to original thought that we were talking about this morning, sometimes it's just a different interpretation. Yeah. Dennis Miller's news was different from Norm's, was different from Neilan's. Tina Fey was great with um, Funny Boy talk show host Fallon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were good. And she seemed to be the power on that boat, though. He would just smile and giggle. Yeah. And, and she was the one writing the stuff. But they 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 paired up nice. <laughs> Fallon's just giggled his way right into the where he's at. It's he so has. funny. It, it's amazing. And even um, Letterman and a few other comics were giving him compliments, saying the one thing about you was you were just this bright light. Mm-hmm. You, you weren't sadness or anything. You yeah. you were just fun, and that's that's what moved it. But Tina Fey had a great comment. Uh, I love talking about comedy. A uh, great comment on the fact that. Fallon was so nice and enjoyable, she had to be careful that she didn't get too strident. And as she said, I always had to pull back from some of the stuff I would have done because I would have been the male part and he would have been. Mm-hmm. And she said it was an interesting mix with it. Yeah, she could lose, actually lose the audience's backing. Like she could, the audience mm-hmm. could go, you know what, you're, you're going a little too. It's, it's an interesting balance anytime you're in front of an audience like that. Speaking of comedy. Anything in the near future? Yeah, we do. We have our big uh, Giggles Live coming up this Friday, June 30th, with Jake Daniels. We have a very great, talented cast. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the names of the other comics, but they're all L.A. They've all got way more followers on all the social medias than me, so you're going to see a great show if you come out and check it out. And it's outside. Yes, it's going to be back outdoors. We can't wait to get back out there and uh, you know do our patio show. That's where everybody really seems to enjoy being, and we've been looking forward to getting back out, but this weather hasn't been too agreeable. Nope, and I, I'm doing a little sporty thing here because we're talking about this 
Shohei Otani character. Mm, yeah. He, the other, and again, you might be listening to this a couple of days later, but he uh, pitched like seven innings with one run, and he got two home runs in the same game. Mm-hmm. So think about that. He allowed one run, six or seven innings, and he got two home runs. According to the ESPN report I read, it's not even Babe Ruth. That hadn't happened since 1893. Mm. This guy is just a freak show. I was just going to say, really, there's never been a player like like him other than Babe Ruth. He really is like in that Babe Ruth class. It is so weird, and apparently he's a cool cat. You know how much money he's making right now? A lot. 5.5. Yeah. Oh, that's going to go up. He hasn't, he hasn't got the re-up yet. Where is he going to go? Who's going to afford him? And the commissioner probably let him barnstorm if he wanted to. Could the Angels afford $30 million on one player? I'm really I, not sure if they could. I, see, there was rumors last season before he got the whatever that one thing was, or the however it was that he ended up staying at the Angels, that he was going to go to the Giants. The Giants were supposedly in the Ohani's conversation, but or oh, Sh- Shohei Otani. I can't say one or the other, otherwise I mess it up. But um, so who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. And what happens is time is gone. All right. Well, thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards on all those podcasting networks.